You're listening to Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, a new podcast series by me, Kelly Track. I'm a business coach. I'm the soon-to-be published author of P.S. You're a Genius. And I'm a professional figure-it-outer, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. In this mini-series, we're exploring all those feelings and emotions that come up right before you're about to do something big and how exactly you figure it out along the way. In my case, it's the launch of my very first published book coming this November 2021. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello, welcome to another episode in this series of Kelly Track is Figuring It Out. This week, we're going to be talking about figuring out creativity and more specifically, how exactly you get that creative mojo back and how you like you know, get in touch with the muse after you feel like the muse literally has like ghosted the shit out of you. (laughs) You're like, muse, where did you go? I need you. I got to finish this project. So I'm going to give you some backstory. December 1st, 2020 was the day that my manuscript was due. What does this mean? Essentially the first draft of PS You're a Genius needed to be handed in. I had a four month deadline to write this thing. So I had worked on this every single day and I was finally done. Uh, Writing a book is like no small feat because (laughs) you want to make it good. You want to make sure it's clear. You like read it a million times. I'm at the point where I think my most read book of all times is truly my own, which sounds so narcissistic, but is a the truth when you write books for a living. So I pretty much worked on this every single day for four months and handed it in. It was the start of December. For the rest of December, I had to finish out a bunch of content creation for the mentorship. And essentially I quickly jumped into teaching and videos and making stuff. And then the holidays came and then I launched into a Your Conscious Empire launch, wrapped that up. I got my book edits back from my publishing house, cranked those out, handed those in on time. And then all of a sudden it was like, zonk. I was so wiped. It was kind of like I had just finished this huge marathon and then I was like, okay, like my knees are really shaking and I got to sit down for a while. Like, can you bring me a banana? So that was, that was pretty much how it felt. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take like, you know, I'll take, I'll take two weeks off and I'm going to do no work and I'm just going to chill and relax and I'll, I'll want to come back to work then. Well, the two weeks quickly turned into three and then four and then it turned into two months and three months and four months and then five months and then six months and then yeah (laughs) essentially it was me doing nothing for six months and I don't know if you've ever had phases where you've been in like a long-term rut but it is a it is a weird feeling especially when you're used to I don't know, from elementary school to high school to university to working, you're kind of always on this consistent track and you're kind of like moving along and it just feels like you are stagnant. And it's like you've like flatlined in your performance and you're like, where's my mojo? Where's my energy? Where's my drive? Where's my creativity? All these things are like non-existent. Like, what do I do? How do I get out of this? You know, for a living, I essentially... I'm essentially like creating crap all the time. So to not have the working horse of my creativity is like, it, it, it's like something's missing and I didn't know how to get it back. Nothing that I normally do to get my creativity back was working. Like no matter how many funny comedy podcasts I would listen to or how many hours I spent at the beach or how many creative new recipes I made off Pinterest, like literally no matter how many friends I was seeing or any of that kind of stuff, I swear to God, nothing could get my creativity back. And I just also was so uninspired. I feel like the well had run dry. I'm like, I used all this shit up on the book. I hope you like it. I hope PS Your Genius is a hit because I ain't got no more stuff to say. And I essentially just sort of did nothing for six months. 
being in a rut is kind of one of the I feel it's one of the shittiest places to be. I mean, rock bottoms also suck, but like ruts are like their special own kind of hell, I swear. Cause you're like, how do I get out of this? I don't know what to do. Like nothing's working. Everything is still the same. And I don't know, it it can be one of those really challenging, tricky times. And the rut, the rut and I really uh, were in a relationship. We updated our relationship status on Facebook clearly this year in 2021 as of Kelly track is in a rut. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's fun. I was honestly, I was so in it this year and it really feels like you are walking through the mud. You are really in these like high weeds trying to like whack things away with a stick and like carve a path for yourself. It feels like you are swimming, but with all your clothes on. So it's creating a lot of drag and you can't go very fast at all. Oh, and you're wearing your shoes. Cause we all know it's like impossible to swim with your shoes on. That is like essentially what a rut feels like. And whew, boy, was I in the rut. I feel like I am just coming out the other side of the rut. So I want to tell you some of the things that have been really helping me because I I honestly only feel like I have turned the corner maybe in the last two weeks. So like I'm fresh from emerging from the rut, (laughs) like super fresh. So the very first thing I did was just, I just gave myself permission to be in the rut. I didn't, you know, beat myself up about it. I didn't get angry at myself. I didn't let my inner critic like have a heyday because trust me, she would have had a heyday if I let her. (laughs) She would have really told me that I was stupid and dumb and I was never ever gonna have another creative idea again. That's what the inner critic says to like all of us. But I just really, I just honored the rut and I just didn't make anything and I didn't push myself to make anything. You know, I was kind of at this weird point where I was so repulsed by the idea of sitting down to make a podcast episode. I wouldn't even like dare grab my mic. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm doing a webinar. I didn't even want to post pictures like on Instagram, which is like the easiest low hanging fruit of all business activities. It's like, here's a selfie of me. I just didn't want to do any of it. And you know, it's it's one of the feelings that you definitely get in the rut where it is like, that feeling of, I used to do all of these things and all of these things used to bring me joy. And I was so excited to do those things. And part of those things were my identity. And I don't want to do those things anymore. Whew, that is a place to be. Maybe you've felt that. Maybe you, you know what that's like where you had an identity or you did things a certain way. And you're like, yeah, I just, I just can't do that anymore. And part of me doesn't know who I am without those things, but like, Part of me also just can't go back to doing that either. I just pretty much gave myself permission to sit in the rut. Okay, number two, I got sick of the rut. (laughs) So after being in it for a while, I was kind of hitting a point where I was like, okay, I need to do something now. So I did the thing that I like to do whenever I get stuck and I call my mentor, Christy Bartelt. So I've been working with Christy. I feel like we're approaching maybe three years, four years. I don't know. You know, you, you lose track of time when you're having fun. Um, I've been working with her like on and off for years now. And I feel like she understands me really well. And I just, you know, hire her back. We do mentoring sessions together. And I pretty much just, I just sit and listen to whatever advice she wants to give me and whatever downloads she's got for me. And she has all sorts of awesome modalities and she's trained in RTT and all sorts of things. And we just sort of work through the muck together. Holy moly, it really helps when you let people into your life and you get help when you're stuck. And sometimes people around you 
can really point you in the right direction. I also was calling my therapist at this time. I was calling all my best friends and I was kind of like, Hey, like SOS, like I, I, like I need your help. Like I need your advice because this is a very uncharacteristic time for me. Um, at some point I do need to snap it together because I have a book coming out. And that was the other thing in this rut. I didn't even want to work on book marketing. I, I was like such in a place of like almost apathy that I was like, I don't even give a fuck that I have a book coming out this year, which was just so uncharacteristic of me because I had worked immensely hard to get that thing published and I just wrote that thing. And then I don't know that's part of the rut, right? But I was like literally calling all my friends being like, do you have advice? What do you think is going on? Can you help me? A lot of people gave me really good advice because sometimes people can kind of give you that third party input better than you can see yourself in your present situation. So that's what I did and it really helped. So this leads to the third thing that helped me get out of this creative funk. And it was the fact that all of these people were like, Hey Kelly, I think what you're going through sounds really normal for somebody who just finished a huge colossal project <laughs> for somebody that also went through a recent breakup. And for somebody who's also navigating a pandemic, they're like, this sounds like this would happen. And I think that is really normal. And I was like, really you think? And it made me feel so much better about my life. I think as creatives or entrepreneurs or fellow business owners, I think sometimes we have almost a guilt that comes with not being productive and keeping up with the Joneses. And when I say Joneses, I mean all those folks who are like pumping out content on Instagram and making like a bazillion reels and a bazillion podcast episodes and like launching more courses and making more money. And it's like, oh my God, I got to keep up with that. I'm falling behind. I'm not churning out one reel a day to like grow my followers on Instagram to like 10K followers. You know, it's, it's, it's very easy to fall into that trap of like, ugh, I'm not doing enough. And when you're in a rut, you don't feel like doing anything. So you feel even further behind. You're at like negative 10 versus even zero. So yeah, I feel like getting the affirmation from people around me that what I was going through was normal and kind of expected was such a relief. So the fourth thing that really helped me get out of this creative rut was actually a piece of advice that came from Christy Bartelt. She kind of gave me a metaphor that was really useful for me. And I think it's really helpful, especially if you are a generator in human design. I am a generator. <laughs> I feel like I am world's biggest generator, but anyways, sometimes the generators really get burnt out. <laughs> but she was kind of like, Kelly, she's like, here's a good metaphor for you. She's like, you are like a high performance animal. Think of it like a dog. When the dog is channeling its energy in the right way. The dog is, for example, you know, working at the airport and sniffing out illegal substances. That is the dog channeling its energy in the best way. Now, when the dog is, you know, got nothing to do, it might turn into more destructive patterns. You know, the dog is like eating up shoes and the dog is misbehaving and eating up, you know, the legs of your couch. This was such a helpful reminder for me because when I do channel my energy well, I can create amazing stuff. Like, and it's so easy for me to focus my energy in the right direction. But when that energy doesn't have a place to go for like a long period of time, coupled with, you know, my headspace not being great, it gets turned into more self-destructive behavior. So for example, me scrolling Instagram for more hours than I want to admit, or me eating a lot of candy and a lot of chocolate, me probably listening to too many tracks of Olivia Rodrigo and crying, me texting ex-boyfriends, all those kinds of self-destructive things that are, you know, not the best. They have a time and a place, but you know, when you do a lot of it at once, it, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> It's not a good scene. Let's just put it like that. So I really had that reminder to channel my energy. And 
literally kind of get back to basics on good things to do to channel my energy. And my therapist gave me a good tip of like, she's like, literally put things down in your agenda that are good that you can do and then cross them off every single day. Like, did I make a smoothie this morning? You know, did I go for a walk? Did I watch a little YouTube workout video? You know, did I, you know, call a friend? Like little things that I could easily do and put my energy in the right place. Now, work-wise, I really wanted to start getting the ball rolling on my book marketing. So I went back to this big Google Doc that I have that has all the things I needed to do for my book marketing. And I literally started going through things item by item. And every time I did one, I wrote done beside it. And it felt so good to just sort of make these tiny bits of change and really go through things one by one and really just keep track of where my energy was going. And I kept asking myself every single time that you know, I would kind of feel like I'm dipping back into the rut. I was like, okay, how can I channel my energy to be this high performance dog? Like, how can I put the dog to work and just do one more little thing? Even if that's like one little decision to, for example, go out for a 15 minute walk to take a break versus just, you know, sitting on Instagram and scrolling it for 15 minutes mindlessly. So it was just a moment by moment decision to try to be, try to be the dog. (laughs) But that metaphor really helped So the fifth thing that I did to help myself get out of this creative rut was I asked myself the question, what is the easiest thing I can do right now? So this came up a lot when I was starting to work on book marketing stuff and me really taking off all those to-do activities on my big Google spreadsheet. And every single time I would go in there and I'd be like, what is essentially the lowest hanging fruit? Like, what could I easily kind of just do in 15 minutes? Like send off a quick email, you know, make an image for Instagram, um, maybe even use this task and like stick it onto Trello for my assistant to finish instead of me. Like, what is the most low hanging fruit? I feel like whenever you are tackling something big, there's sort of two thought methodologies. And I usually teach in a day-to-day scenario, I try to practice doing my MITs first, AKA my most important tasks. Uh, MITs was a concept I got from Melissa Ambrosini, but um, this this usually works great when you have momentum and you've got a jam-packed calendar, but when you are kind of just getting back into things after a creative rut, I find that doing the low-hanging fruit first can kind of help you build that momentum. And, you know, after doing a couple of small tasks, you're like, okay, that's great. I'm making progress. Maybe I'll just do one more. And honestly, just ask yourself, what's the easiest thing I can do? So let me give you an example. I actually had a plan to do a bunch of podcast content leading up to the launch of my book. And I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to interview all these people and have them on my show. And it kind of felt like a should versus a want to. And, you know, when it comes to doing podcast content, it's a million times easier for me to make you a solo show. And Essentially, this sort of big daunting task of interviewing a bunch of people was something that just didn't sound appealing and didn't sound fun, and therefore I kept putting it off. And the funny part is that nobody was making me interview people on my podcast. It was like a huge should. I was like, well, I should do this because I should make this kind of content because this would be good for my book launch. So I asked myself, well, what is the easiest thing that I can do here? Like, what is sort of flowing in my favor? What feels like the simplest thing to reach for? And I was like, well, I kept getting this idea to do this mini series about me figuring it out and me just like being honest about the process and what I was going through versus like, I don't know, me trying to come at this and be like, I'm a thought leader and this is my book and blah. (laughs) 
And like, I don't know. I was like, I don't feel like cranking out a bunch of content on finding your genius. Like, I feel like I've talked about that a lot, AKA 226 pages worth. Like, I don't, I don't really want to talk more about it in podcast episodes. I was like, I just want to do this easy mini series. And I was like, okay, fine. Permission granted to do what's easy and to do the low hanging fruit. So yeah, use that question in your own life. What is the easiest thing I can do right now? Like what feels most flowy and inviting? Another great tool I use to make decisions is from Danielle Laporte. I can't remember which book she teaches us in. She might've had this in a blog post, but she says whenever she's making decisions, she asks herself, does this feel heavy or does this feel light? Oh my gosh. I think that is such a good way to make choices because when you're thinking through things, you're like, one of those things feels heavy. And you know what? One of those things feels light. And yeah, sometimes you do have to do the heavy, hard thing, but if you are, you know, pursuing creative projects, go with a thing that feels light. So for example, what felt heavy and hard and daunting was like me trying to get a bunch of podcast episodes and interviews up and, you know, try to get these huge folks on my show when, you know, probably most of them are going to say no. What felt light and easy was doing this mini series. So go for the low hanging fruit. This kind of leads into tip number six for you, and it's really to honor your intuitive downloads. I have a whole chapter on listening to your intuition and how you need to do that in order to be a genius inside the pages of PS You're a Genius. So I talk about how to connect to your intuition, how to receive intuitive insight, and how to work with your downloads. I detail that in actually the biggest chapter of the book. which was really interesting because I was like, oh my gosh, this could be easily another book on its own is like talking about leveraging your intuition because I feel like that's a topic I could talk about for at least, you know, 200 pages. Anyways, you gotta make sure that you are honoring your downloads. So what do I mean by this? This is like your creative ideas and your weird stuff or your quirky things or the stuff that just you kind of keep getting pinged at in your head of like do this or build that or launch this. Now, sometimes these things are weird or you haven't done this kind of thing before or it's like totally out of left field or maybe it would require a big pivot from you. I know for me, I was getting ideas during my creative rut, but I kept dismissing them and I kept pushing them off. And it was with Christy Bartelt. It was actually our call last week where she was asking me about how book marketing was going. And I was like, oh, good. I have got everything lined up for all the podcasts we're pitching, all the media we're pitching, all the gifting that we're doing, um, my speaking engagements. I'm doing all of that. Everything is like tickety boo on all the traditional front. We, we got that all covered. She's like, okay, well, what else? And I was like, well, I kind of had this idea, this like fun idea to do this mini series on the show about me figuring it out and like navigating the season of my life. And I don't know, I have all these other like weird quirky ideas around making some videos and doing other like funny shit to promote my book. And she's like, well, are you doing any of those? And I was like, no. Um, sometimes it's just getting caught up in that trap of the shoulds. And it's like, are you listening to your downloads? Are you listening to your creative impulses? After I had that conversation with Christy, it was just exactly what I needed to hear because I was like, yeah, I really have not been listening to those. And you know what? If I had maybe followed up on some of those, I might've been able to get out of the creative rut because those were like usually as well, the fun ideas, the ones that felt really exciting to do. Those would have been easy for me to pull off. They were kind of low hanging fruit, but they were like scary low hanging fruit because they were different or they were quirky or they were weird and not quote unquote traditional book marketing tactics. So Sometimes you just gotta like let go of the shoulds and honor those creative downloads and like follow those. And I feel like that has really helped me get out of this creative rut. 
So let's wrap up on this episode. Okay, if you are feeling like you are in a creative rut, here are six things that helped me. Number one, honor your rut. I just honored my rut and I was like, yo, I'm in this. I'm going to keep sitting in this until I feel called to create something. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't push yourself and force yourself to make stuff if you don't feel like doing it. Number two, I got sick of being in my rut and then I called a friend for advice. I called all the peeps that are my close besties. I called my therapist. I called my mentor, Christy Bartelt, because I was like, I am tired of doing this. Please help. (laughs) Number three, All of them told me it was totally okay and normal to be in a rut, which made me feel really good about my life and not like I was doing something wrong or I was just not being productive like everybody else on Instagram. (laughs) P.S. for the record, don't compare yourself to people on Instagram. It's like a terrible, terrible decision. Number four, channel the high performance animal energy. Put the dog to work. Essentially take the dog to the airport and let them sniff out for illegal substances instead of just letting the dog sit around and chew all your shoes for the day. Number five, ask yourself, what is the easiest thing I can do? When you feel intuitively called to start picking up creative work again, go for the low hanging fruit and what feels easy. And number six, honor your ideas and your downloads. Chances are you're probably getting a couple ideas here and there. They might feel weird or different or out of your comfort zone, but usually that's where all the magic happens anyways. So try listening to one or two if they feel easy and flowy and fun. All right, peeps, that's the show for you today. Thanks so much for listening to my show. I so appreciate you being here. And hey, if you want to order your copy of P.S. You're a Genius, an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts, even when you feel like you have none, you can pre-order it today at kellytrack.com books. That's kellytrack.com books. I hope my book finds its way to your doorstep this November 2021. Alrighty, catch you back here soon. Adios.